Aggie Rugby Podcast. It's the Pro 14 Launch Edition. My name's Alan Deegan, and I'm sitting here in Glasgow Airport with William Davis. Been a long day, William. Yeah, it has been a, it's been an interesting day. It's always quite a hectic day. Um, 14 teams to meet, very briefly. 14 coaches, 14 players. It all happens one after the other. Very smooth today. Um, but it's quite intense, and... Uh, we got some we got some interesting audio and we'll be playing some of that later on in the podcast but first of all we're going to go back to last Saturday afternoon in Dubarry Park in Athlone where Connacht give Wasps a tonking beat them 43-10 in the second warm-up game of the season and uh, yeah seven seven tries to one from Connacht with tries from Farrell, Healy, Callagher, Adialokan, Scholes, Mitchell and a real good long-range effort from Conor Carey at the end. Um, let's hear what the, the coach and new signing Kyle Godwin had to say after the match. With Andy Friend here, 43-10 win in Athlone this afternoon. So, good, good. All systems go. Yeah, we were pleased with that. Uh, what was probably most pleasing was... Um, uh, the way we scored some of the tries, it was you know it was a combination of some good forward plays, some good open plays, some good strike plays, uh, and then just to leak one try was was pleasing. So uh, listen, we're, we're fully aware it's a pre-season, but um, as I said last week, winning does become a habit, and the boys are playing some good football. Everybody was was well up for this, and they're all trying to get their hand up and get get your attention. You're the guy they they want you to be coming, saying you're you're starting. Yeah, you know, we, you talk about depth in squads, and you talk about competition. At the moment, that's exactly what we've got. You know, you've got. I thought the starting fifteen did very very well, and then when plays came on, they also upped the ante there. And we've got, and we got some good fo- footballs that we didn't see there today. So, uh, you know, the feeling within the group and the uh, the desire of the boys to get into that starting fifteen is very very high. And and out of that, we're getting some quality performances. Are you where you want to be if you were drawing up a master plan? Yeah, I, I'm I'm really comfy with it actually. And you know, real credit to our coaches. Uh, you know, when I came in, they were very clear on the systems they wanted to play. The players have had input with that too. So. Uh, that's probably the ple- most pleasing thing. You, you watch that and you say, well, players know what they're meant to be doing, uh, which is a credit to the to the coaching staff and what they've put in place there, but also a credit to the players, how they've bought into it. So um, at this stage, yeah, very, very happy. Uh, we've got one more trial to go and we'll see how we go there. Kyle Godwin joining us here. How did that go? Yeah, it was a good little hit out by the boys, you know. Um, we really wanted to play with some shape and some, play some rugby and uh, we did it, did it out on the field today. And how are you settling in? How are you finding the, the Connacht rugby family? And when did you actually get here? Uh, I've been here for almost two weeks now. Um, seen the sun once or twice, so getting used to it. But um, no, enjoying it. Uh, the boys have been great, really been really welcoming in the whole community. So looking forward to continuing with the boys and the community and hopefully getting a few wins in the season. Uh, coming from the Southern Hemisphere, have you spotted anything that's different in the way the Connacht set up in either their training regimes or the way match days or anything? Are you seeing different, different things? Uh, definitely, um, there's definitely uh, some difference in the way that they play up here. I'm just starting to get used to that, but um, you know, it's, it's obviously weather dependent. But um, from a program point of view, I find them very professional. You know, I've been very impressed with the way that how professional they've been um, as a franchise and as a program. So hopefully that can translate onto the on-field performances. And our pre-season here is is that about the same length as what you're used to, or, or uh, is it is it a different different setup? Look, between me and you, I only had a two-week pre-season, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, usually back in Australia, the Brumbies will be training from November all the way through to January when we have midfield games, and I'm telling you, that's in 40-degree heat, so pre-season in Australia, I do not miss. 
Uh, for me, it's just like a learning experience. You know, I've never played Northern Hemisphere rugby, and as I said before, it's a, it's a different game up here. So I'm just trying to soak it all in and learn new tools and new skills, and hopefully become more of a complete player. Yeah, there was um, fairly upbeat and, and and a very impressive first match from Kyle Godwin too. Yeah, he had a very good game. Um, Paul Boyle also stood out, and I thought Keen Kelleher added to the three tries he scored previous previous week in Brief. Um, it was a good effort. They played well. They executed some stuff nicely. Wasps were truly awful, I thought. Uh, it was their first warm-up match of the season, which seems to be very late to be playing a warm-up match. Um, don't think Dai Young was very happy with just about the whole 80 minutes. Certainly didn't look very happy because I was sitting nearly beside him. Um, I know they have players to come back but they looked off the pace uh, for you'd expect them to be and Connacht um, figured that out pretty quickly and uh, yeah it was, a, it was a good effort and they weren't getting over excited but I think winning as Andy Friend said is a good habit and that's what they want to get into and overall very enjoyable day good crowd beautiful afternoon warm sunny three 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 thousand people maybe maybe over that nice atmosphere and very enjoyable it certainly was and and the buzz and the bounce around the the, around the whole Connacht team and the the Connacht squad and the the management is is palpable um, compared to where where we were last year so like I think they're expecting a lot of good things and as you say Andy Friend and you'll hear it later on he talks about the fact he's out to win he wants to win you know, and Dave's going to be very pleased to hear Andy Friend <laughs> talking about what's the point in entering a competition unless you're going to win it. Um, and, and certainly so far, uh, it is only pre-season. Um, it was a, it was a heck of a start. Yeah, Tom Farrell looked looked. Though he started the season the way he finished last season, absolutely on fire, and, and the sidestep he threw and uh, to to get the for the first break was was absolutely glorious. Um, and looks like a man on fire. And the backs, you know, Rory Scholes come on and, and played superbly. That's as well as I've seen Rory Scholes play in a, in a green jersey. Looks as though he's coming back to full confidence. So um, and a very good pack display. Thought that you know Wasps were a very big team. They're huge second row. Like you know, I was looking at one stage. They were standing in a line out right in front of me on the far side, and I just couldn't believe how big their two second rows were compared to James Cannon, who's like six foot eight and twenty odd stone, and and he looked like a lightweight beside them. But we stood up to them, played really well. Um, once the once the props figured out what the Wasp props were doing we dominated the scrum so yeah all very positive so far it'll be interesting to see how they get on in Bristol on Friday night yeah um, you get the feeling they really want the season to start now but Bristol will be important it, it, it may be set up slightly differently and then I think it'll be a much tighter squad I think you might see almost just a match day squad 23 maybe, maybe a couple of extra players but there'll be maybe less substitutions and they'll be looking for different things. They might try some different combinations. Um, but they're getting close now to the situation where they need to have... And they probably already have two 23s ready for the first two games against Glasgow and Zebra in their heads. Um, no real injuries. Jared Butler went off for a precautionary injury, got a bit of a blow in the ribs, which I think was just bruising. But nobody else seemed to pick anything up. few other players not yet quite ready. Uh, Robin Copeland maybe a couple of weeks away and Tom McCartney so 
you know, they have any, got a, but they nearly have a full squad to pick from. Owen Masterson's had surgery on a hand injury, uh, so he's going to be out for maybe six, eight weeks, which is disappointing for him because he's. But it's just the timing of it. But I don't think there's any team in this competition that ever has every player ready to play. It's just it just doesn't happen anymore. No, it's not possible in a game that's so so attritional and and you know it's it's a very physical game and the, and the modern game is very collision friendly. Right, that's I think that's uh, I think we've covered that game well enough at this stage. It's, it's happened a few days ago. Um, one thing that did happen while we were there was that um, the Ireland coach Joe Schmidt was up giving a presentation to the, the Connacht clubs earlier in the day, and we got a chance to talk to him. Yeah, he was doing a um, the, the launch of a community and club project, and he very graciously had a chat with some of the local media. Can I just ask you about the event that you were, you were at today for Connacht Rugby and how important it is for the linkage from, as we say, the amateur game coming into the professional game? Because all these guys that are on the pitch today started at Cubs level rugby. Yeah, they certainly didn't start as professional rugby players. Um, I, that, that would be a luxury that, that uh, I suppose some would have liked to have uh, experienced. But it, it's incredibly important that we stay linked, that we... Uh, that we try to support each other. We certainly get the support from the club game, which builds into the provincial game, which builds into the national game, and I know that goes uh, in the other direction as well. Some of the some of the support that um, you know Scott Walker was talking about, that the RFU send down through the CROs, through the people who work in the provinces, and then get out to the clubs. That's a, that's a, incredibly important as well. So I, I think you need that. Uh, you know, that quid pro quo, both both sides of the coin. Joe, just one very briefly. There was a perception in the past that players from Connacht had to work extremely hard to get recognised in an Irish jersey. What do you believe that you have done to change that perception since you've been here? Uh, look, it's very very little to do with what I've done. It's what they've done. Uh, Connacht put their hand up when they, uh, when they won the Pro 14 or Pro 12 as it was, and uh, they put their hand up because... They, uh, you know, they had big wins over some of the teams last year. Obviously, toward the end of the season, there were a couple of impressive performances. Um, Leinster was 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 one of those where you know they really stepped up and performed well, and that and that's a challenge um, in those derby games, in those games week to week in the Pro 14, and then obviously at the top in the top tier of Europe, they're not there. But there's some fantastic teams in the in the Challenge Trophy in the in the Challenge Cup. So, you know. Again, those performance levels will be there. We obviously, I think we had maybe seven or eight of them in camp. That's that's a fairly decent-sized cohort. Everyone was pretty good in camp. There's obviously a few guys who aren't back playing yet, but uh, but they're back training, and some others that that are that are doing neither. Unfortunately, a couple of guys who've got a hamstring issue or just coming back from uh, a little bit of um, surgery or a few knocks from last year. But everyone's pretty good, uh, pretty good shape, pretty good heart, and. Gavin was up there, Dennis, Dennis Buckley was up there, Finlay Bielham was back in there, you know, two years ago he was he was at Soldier Field, Finlay, you know, and since then Andrew Porter and uh, and um, John Ryan have, have probably pushed in and Marty Moore is back in Ulster and, and, and looking in pretty good shape. He wasn't at camp, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's good competition there. Yeah, Bundy's been a really, a really solid performer for us. You know, he, he was Mr. Reliability during the Six Nations, uh, you know, not just because of the, the, um, 
combative nature, it's also his understanding of the game. Yeah, I thought his pass to CJ Stander for the try uh, against England was superb. It wasn't just the timing of his run and that the offload from Tig, but he had Gary on the outside, CJ on the inside, and he, uh, I thought he picked the timing and, and the quality of the pass to perfection to allow CJ just to get there. So, uh, you know, those, those little nuances that he's brought, and he's a bundle of energy um, out on the training pitch, and you know, that's contagious, and that's what we want everyone to have, really. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly which week that Bundy will be back, but it, it'll be round two or three, I, I presume. And, uh, you know, he, he, he'll, uh, I'd say he'll play more than he, than, he, uh, than he doesn't play. Yeah, I just did that at the uh, sideline just before kickoff, and... Um, he never gives a lot away, but he did give a few indications there. He mentioned a few players. Some eight Connacht players had been at this extended camp um, that you don't hear much about. It's a sort of a start-of-season camp. And um, Gavin Thornbury, name-checked a couple of times. And Finlay Bealham, uh, I thought it was an interesting comment. He just said he was in Soldier Field two years ago. Um, it's all part of the system it's all part of the way Joe Schmidt cajoles and the whole that the structures are so complex they check everything they know everything they they their planning is probably mind-bogglingly complex uh, and we don't know people say you don't know the half of something I'd say we don't know 80 percent of it but it was really interesting he watched about 70 minutes of the game he got a huge cheer from the crowd Plenty of selfies with uh, some of the younger fans. Very enjoyable, added to the day. It certainly did. We'll take a quick break. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for sponsoring the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift exclusive merchandise and much more go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs okay at half time i caught up with lindy mckenzie and rob murphy to get their thoughts on what's going to be a very interesting season for connacht rugby i've got rob and lindy welcome to the new season rob yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, we're here in that lone. The sun is shining, unexpectedly so. It's kind of one of those things that later in the season when you're looking at programmes with photographs from this game, you'll be like, remember that? Back in the summer when we had that game against Watts and there was a huge crowd and loads of people wearing jerseys and everyone in good form and uh, all the way up the boat away from Galway, no bother to them and just a be- beautiful little atmosphere here. I've really enjoyed the rugby so far. As we speak, it's 14-3 at half time. The listeners will know how that finished, but not wanting to overanalyze that, but just... Feeling, feeling relatively, uh, feeling very excited about the new season, and feeling relatively positive about what Connacht can achieve. Certainly, I have my concerns, of course, of what happened the last few years. But um, yeah, bring on the new season! Indeed, Lindley, who have you enjoyed of the new signings you've seen out there today? 
Actually, it wasn't the signings I was very interested in. It was actually the the, the, the warm up. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed, but they were using Nigel Carolyn was using uh, uh, tennis balls and a mm. tennis racket, <laughs> and he was firing two tennis balls very quickly, one after the other. And Dara Leader was having to catch one with his right hand and one with his left hand. And it's obviously this a new, another new, innovative and, and new uh, way of, I suppose, one focusing the hand and eye coordination. I presume it was Dara Leader because it was obviously a feature of of um, fullbacks play or the back three play. But that was a very interesting thing to see. Of the of, since the the start of the game. Um, let me see who. Obviously, it's a bit of a worry having Jared Butler gone off injured. It looks like a rib injury, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think um, Keelan Blade obviously looks like he's carrying something as well. He doesn't look quite quite himself. But what I have noticed about Keelan Blade, which I think epitomises the side out there today, is this huge energy and physicality and aggression mm, and, de- and determination. Yeah. And that's really encouraging. And like, there's just a kind of a sense of, even just a sense of purpose about how they go about their lineouts, how they're talking to the ref, how how they shaped up after the tries were scored. Alan spotted when we were watching it just a new shape to the restarts where they're just lifting backs up uh, without wanting to overanalyze that because you're the one who spotted that, Alan. But it's uh, like that's all you want. Isn't that what you want from preseason? You just want to see that there's some innovative ideas. So Andy Friend has talked in an innovative way and he brings an innovative approach. Okay, so that's fine. But we're kind of more concerned about on the field because we're we want to see how that's going to translate and so far so good I guess I think it's the energy that I've enjoyed and and some very um New passing methods as well. They seem to be holding, seem to be holding the ball a lot for a lot longer to find someone oh, yeah. to, to pass the ball to, yeah. which I think, which I think is a, a new strength of theirs as well. Lineouts seem to be functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, looks good. Again, we're trying to analyse a player in yeah. 40 minutes of rugby here, folks. So give us a chance. But he looks good. Um, and, and, I think, and I think the, the, the centre partnership, obviously, of Tom Farrell, who continues to delight, doesn't he? And, and Godwin seems quite strong as well. Con- completely concur. So I guess, look, bigger picture, Alan, it's, it's going to be, we're just going to watch how it develops. Like, I mean, I, I, I think the frustration, I mean, I listened last week and I, I really concur with Niall. That he was right to just put the brakes on and say this has been a bad couple of years I mean this has been this has been the exact opposite of the textbook way to react to an unusual championship I mean you've, you've had and a lot of it has been out of their hands but a lot of it's been in their hands as well or in some way in their control obviously the Pat Lamb leaving we know all the history then the Kieran Keane regime not getting the start it needed and, that's, and one of the big things though and maybe I'll take it from you Lindy as well or I'll give this to you but we've got to start well we've had two horrendous starts to the season and I guess why you're excited about the energy and I'm excited about the energy we see out there now is because we've gone through two dreadful starts to seasons in a row and that's what ruined the campaign overall then that's right you could I mean the first the, the, the first one two seasons ago was obviously after the high of, of winning the pro yeah. the pro 12 trophy of course and last year obviously because Kieran Keane was not here for pre-season mm. there was a total change in regime the back the, the background staff everything changed so when he came in literally just ahead of the first match there was no structures in place mm. that he could readily adapt to and obviously he had to he had to spend a lot of time involved in trying to set up new structures for Connacht so by the time they came out against that first match they were they were really on the back foot they were they were sort I would say they were probably like about four games behind mm. where they should have been mm. and that obviously has a huge effect this time round there is no excuse they've made sure that Andy Friend is here 
he's been here all season. Remember, you're in stage, you're in year two of the same back t- room staff. You've got the same S and C staff, so they're all in situ. They know what they've been doing for the last season. You've got m- most of the coaching team is all the same, apart from the head coach. Mm. So they've been in situ. So I don't think there is that excuse this year. And another thing, and this is a big bugbear of mine. I. I'm so tired of signing players from New Zealand for only one reason. They can only come into you in November. And it is a problem. You can get some incredible signings and it's human world worship when Bundyaki comes if you have to go through it. But it is a disruptive way to join a team. I was watching uh, Taranaki this morning, one of their centres is going to France, I think. And they were saying he's going to be a great addition to France. And I was just thinking to myself, it just made me realise, isn't it great? I think almost our entire squad are together in August, That's ready right. to go for the season. We've and we have a lot two, of these. We've only got the two missing. That's Kobe, Fianga and Sevi Reese. We really, really need these guys to be joining us. You can have one like that. You can have Sevi Reese coming in like that. That's brilliant. He's yeah. going to be a great addition. Mm. But when the core of your new signings are only coming in October, you're ready on the back foot. I agree. I agree. OK, I think we can leave it there. That's a, a nice little intro to the season for you guys. We'll be hearing a lot more from you as the season goes on. So many home games to start with. Tough home games as well. Yeah, um, again. Okay, that's good stuff from Lily and Rob. We're back here in Glasgow Airport as we wait for our flight flights back to Dublin. Um, and we're into the final part of the podcast, William. Yeah, so we're going to have uh, a listen. We're going to hear first what Andy Friend and Jared Butler had to say today. Uh, this was part of a general. Uh, rotation where all the teams are brought in to, to various media uh, they get about 15 minutes in the room uh, we were in the online stroke radio room and um, this is what they had to say yeah, we were blessed with the weather on both days I don't think we're going to get that at the sports ground so that's probably played into our hand a bit with the, you know, the style of footy but one of the big things is, is the ambition we want to play with and and the ability to back the players in, in the decisions they make. Yeah, I think that's really important as a footballer. You, you know, if you're sitting there thinking, I can't make an error, or I um, don't know what the coach is thinking here, then um, you play with that fear. And, and what, what's been impressive in the first two pre-seasons, is, from what I'm seeing, there is no fear. There's, a, there's a, a, a need for us to continue to work on execution and some decision-making, but... Um, for mine, the boys are expressing themselves and, and we're getting the reward with the tries. We've got a really good group at the moment. We've got lots of experience and lots of leaders kind of all around the field. So yeah, we've got a really good group and we're going to be working as like a leadership group as well to kind of you know, get the right messages across and, and get the, the whole thing moving forward. Yeah. Andy, how important is it with that first game of the season that you hit the ground running for that uh, Glasgow match? Yeah, it's really important. I think every game is really important. I think... You know, when you've got um, a new coaching staff and, and a new a new captain and new playing style that uh, it seemed to seem to be um, successful, um, if it produces a win, that's that's even better. But what's really important is that every time we get out there, where you know our fans can see that uh, that it means a lot to us to, to perform well. Um, and ideally, if we do that more often than we don't, then we're going to get more wins and losses. One of the exciting or one of the pleasing things over the first two pre-season games, we didn't look at Breathe before we went into and we didn't look at Wasp. We focused on ourselves. Now, we will now get some vision of Glasgow, but I can promise you our focus is more on what we do. And if our defensive systems are good and we understand what we're doing, um, on the whole, doesn't really matter what they throw at us, we'll be able to manage that, similar from an attack point of view, I think. Our shape's got enough variation in it at the moment that um, 
you know, they want to worry about that, they can, but uh, we'll, we'll focus on, on making sure our shape and our systems are right. It's a massive honour, especially with the, you know, the, the pride that um, you know, the locals of Connacht especially have. You know, they love Connacht, they love the club, and um, to get to represent them and, the, and you know, play well for them, is uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Andy, Jared mentioned the locals there. How kind of impressed have you been by the whole community? I know you've got involved with different things. That's obviously a big part of what you wanted to do when you came here as well. Yeah, very much so. You know, day three I'd been here. We're um, or actually a bit beyond day three, probably within the first week. Anyway, we're off to Ballinar, and uh, that was a great turnout there. And um, you know, playing in Athlone the other day was great. Uh, it's probably been something that um, now that I'm here, I, I've appreciated more that uh, you know, West of Ireland's a big place. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of people will travel some distance to come and support their team. Met a young bloke over in Brieve who travelled four hours across France to come and see us. A young Frenchman who loves Connacht. So, um, you know, those people. That, that's what makes uh, makes what we do really special. You know, sometimes you get trapped thinking it's just a game of football. It is, but it means a lot to a lot of people. And, and I see part of our role is making sure we connect with those people, and 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 they're aware that you know we know of their their passion, their energy, and, and we want to make sure we're putting smiles on their faces. Is it too early to kind of set down any targets for the for your first season in charge? Uh, we'll go into saying we want to win it, hundred um, percent. And you got to. You know, I, I've never entered a competition, nor seen anyone enter a competition where you don't want to win it. Uh, so we want to win it. Um, will we do it? Don't know. I'll promise you, we'll give it our best shot. Then. If you want players, uh, Andy, to keep <coughs> playing with maybe la- lack of fear, is. Do wins help that? If you can build a bit of momentum, that gives players the confidence to go ahead and do something or try something. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, how do you get that fear? There's got to be consistency in message. There's got to be consistency in, in our selections and what we're doing. There's got to be, um, you know, ideally wins because wins tend to tell you that you're doing something pretty well. Not necessarily all the time, but winning certainly helps. So, uh, you know... I've said it before, but it does become a habit, as does losing. You know, there's teams who find ways to lose games, and you can fall into that trap. Um, there's, there's teams that find ways to win. Uh, at the moment, I don't know where we sit on that spectrum because I, I don't believe, you know, after two games you can make a comment on that. But I know with the positivity and the way way I coach and and the way um, I, I want us to be as a football team, we won't hide away from the, the errors, not at all. Um, but we'll find a way to, to, to encourage the player to produce their best and, and to play without that fear. It's a challenging start. It's, it's four of the first six games are at home. You've got it's the month of champions. Connector mm. selling it as which would it have been a bit easier if it was perhaps slightly easier? In, no game is easy, but those are high-profile fixtures which you have to play nonetheless. But it's. They're coming around pretty thick and fast in that in that first six weeks. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's another way to look at it. Um, my wife continues to tell me this, friendly. I don't know how you get the positive out of negative out of a negative, but I look at it and I say, well, if you want to, you know, if you want to know exactly where you sit, you want to be playing the best early on, because because then you have got the rest of the season. If it's working, keep doing it. If it's not, you'll see the areas that you need to adjust. So, you know, it's it's six games of football out of out of nineteen games of football. So. Uh, to me, it's a great start because we, we, we'll know straight away. We'll know come the end of uh, or that first week in October exactly where we sit and what, what's working for us, what's not working for us and where we need to adjust. 
And where do you see Europe on your your plans this season? Is is it is it you want to focus mostly on the Pro 14, or is Europe just is it an add-on, or is it a central part that might have to be slightly differently managed? I think listen again, it's another competition. I want to win it. Of course, I want to win it. Um, but I think the important thing there is how we manage the squad through all of that. Uh, you know, and and having spent time in in the in the, the Viva Premiership, the Guinness Premiership as it was back then. Um, I'm fully aware that you know you, you've got to manage players and you've got to you know certain blokes that you you need to give a break at, at certain times. So uh, I'm not no, I'm not sitting here saying one competition is going to be in favour of another competition. Not at all. At this point in time, as we currently sit here, let's have a crack at winning both of those. Let's also have a crack at winning the Celtic Cup because that's another new competition that's coming in. And, and that's been my message to the players: anything we end up, we want to win the thing. Now. Over time, we might become a bit more realistic and say, well, certain things we can't, but um, that's where I sit at the moment. Jared, you're off. You're going home, get another plane in a couple of days, you're off to Bristol, you're going to catch up with uh, ex-coaches, ex-captains, and Jake Heenan, of course. So, And that's that's a serious game. That's the last warm-up game before the real stuff. That's, that's going to be a pretty serious game Friday night in Ashton Gate. Yeah, it's going to be really important. Um, and like Friendy touched on there, the last two trials have been really positive, and we've been kind of ticking away at um, you know boxes that we've wanted to kind of play and to put out on the field. And um, Bristol is going to be kind of the real test there as we go into the first round next week. So um, you know we haven't been, we haven't been trying to fix massive things. We've been trying to tick little boxes, um, improve one percenters, get the detail right, and um, you know, hopefully that culminates in the big picture kind of going well so you know that's where our focus is at the moment and um, yeah Bristol's going to be the right job for it I think How are your ribs after Saturday? They're alright they're right. yeah yeah I just saw straight afterwards but um, besides from sleeping it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and are you happy to see that we rescored a try within two minutes of uh, the game like yeah. Yeah. The weekend? yeah so there's another serious talent you know, we've still got two players to join us um, in Servo and, and Colby Fanger, so um, both quality footballers. Uh, I know a lot more about Colby than I do Servo, but uh, the bits I've seen of Servo, he's, he's an impressive footballer. He looks exciting now, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and that's again, if, if, if there's another another weapon sitting out there in the in the backfield or from centre out, um, it's, it's something else the opposition can worry about. Good to have that, those blokes playing for you, not against you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey William, they were very positive as we expect this at this time of year. You, you were happy with their what they were saying? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, if he sat there and said they didn't want to win, I'd be, I'd be very <laughs> worried. Uh, all of the teams that came in were very positive, and uh, you know, one of the coaches said everybody's on zero points, and when the first weekend is over, there'll be seven winners and seven losers, and that's that's the feel of it. Uh, you do get the impression that all the sides are building up to the first 10 games they're going to play they're going to play 8 in the Pro 14 they're going to play 2 in Europe and that's going to bring them to the weekend of November the 3rd, 4th and then you're going into the international break and at that stage if if your season is a 27 game regular season and you've played 10 games you've played a third of your season and I thought what Andy Friend said was interesting that if it's going well, great, and if it's not, we'll have to change things. 
And I think all the coaches, you know, we heard them all today, and they're all they're not planning ahead. They're not able to tell you what, you know, they're not analysing a game that they're playing in October, but they're aware of these games coming, how they're going to set up, and what they're what they're looking for. And I suppose in their own minds, they have a, a win loss percentage that they're they're not going to share with us, but they're going to have a feeling where they need to be. And the, one of the interesting things is that of the fourteen coaches, eleven of them. 11 of them are either in their first or second year and you got that impression <laughs> didn't you that, that, that you know these guys are they're, you know the most relaxed coach there was probably Leo Cullen even though he wasn't happy with how his pre-season was going so far but there was a you know the others are they're still feeling their way through it yeah I think they are and I think the the South African teams are, are still getting used uh, and they've had some pretty serious personnel changeovers uh, to deal with and you've got new coaches coming in you've got some new captains coming in and it, it all feels very new and you feel they all really want to get started I think most of them would be quite happy now if there was no more pre-season games and they were actually up and at it but next weekend we'll see them go through that and then it all starts for real on the 31st of August and Leinster playing Cardiff that night, or, Car- or Cardiff at home, I should say. Um, and once it starts, it happens very quickly. It comes around. These, these ten weeks, it's just going to be game, analysis, training, pick the team, either get in a plane or play at home. Connacht playing a lot of home games, some teams playing a lot of away games, obviously. So that was referred to. So I thought uh, Andy Fend and Jared Butler, they're on message. They're ready to go. Um, and look we'll be talking to them again next week at the Connacht Media Day and probably be talking to some of the other players and at that stage it'll be very real because they'll only be three days out from the first game and they will have done their analysis that's one of the things nobody was able to answer any question about the teams they're going to be playing because they're two weeks away and and nobody's really looked at analysis of other teams I think Andy Friend says during his conversation if I remember correctly he's focusing on his own team and that you know what he enjoyed about the first two games was that they they had no video of of um, Breve and they had no video of Wasps and they, they, he wanted the guys to figure out the problems on the field and they seemed to do it. Yeah, and that would make sense. I think you've got to focus on, on your own and see who's available and you know you're, who's playing well, who's not quite playing as well, uh, and he'll have to give players a chance as well that's you know that's part of it you have to you 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 don't want to be in a situation where you get three or four games into the season and you've still got players who haven't played i think the the guys that are playing in the first three to four weeks that's your core squad and you know uh, internationals will be coming back on slightly different setups so it was it was very uh, it was very good to meet them in that setting it's slightly different from us meeting them at home uh, we are going to play out some audio now from Dave Rennie uh, at Glasgow and then Michael Bradley, ex-Connacht coach at Zebrick. That's Connacht's first two games and they're going to give you uh, a flavour of how they feel things are going. You're coming to, uh, to Connacht and uh, it's a new coach at Connacht. Uh, were you surprised that it didn't work out for KK? Yeah. You don't want to elaborate. <laughs> no, I, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised that he got tipped out and uh, disappointed for him. 
Do you think it, do you think it, it, it's tough to just give somebody a year that there's, there's a year isn't enough to get uh, considering the fact that there were a lot of close results in that um, do all coaches have to set is it always a three year sort of structure that you're thinking of you're thinking yeah look um, I feel for him because um, yeah, I, I'm, I was lucky I I made a commitment a year out so I could influence contracting so we, we made 16 changes that year um, and you know basically I, I got to make all the decisions along with our support staff as to who was coming in um, when you sign a little bit later which is what KK did uh, your team's picked for you and you can bring the odd addition in but you're, you're pretty much going to be stuck with that group and throughout that year um, yeah, he was heavily involved in all the contracting for this season and so on and so on and so they'll have a better group uh, this year no doubt and so um, I just think you know you ask someone to move across to the other side of the world you make a commitment to them and then a few amount of months later you tip them out and send them home so yeah I'd, you know I'd, I'd fair to say I wasn't impressed and that game it says we seem to play you at the start of every season Connacht <laughs> so, 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 we almost expect it um, there's, a, there's a real rivalry there because Glasgow's record is amazingly good except for probably those two key games a couple of seasons ago um, mm. but how how important is it for you to, to get a good start at that time? Yeah look it's massive um, it's, it's, it's massive for momentum um, yeah, they're on our side of a draw so winning those sort of games are important and like our first three games are all against tough opposition on our side of a draw so um, so they make they just, they almost double up those points. You know, you, you get some and they don't, or vice versa. So, um, but I mean, what we found, um, you know, I won't be saying this to the players, but we don't need to be ten out of ten. Um, the key is that we're building and and developing and and so on. So, but we'll want to want to get away to a good start. And so last last week was good for us. Um, We'll have some newer players coming in this week with a bit more experience and we'll be tested a lot more, I'd say, at Northampton and hopefully that um, couple of weeks makes us battle hard and for, for Conant, who obviously had a, had a big win in the weekend as well. So, um, you know, I, I think they're, they're probably a better side than they were last year. Michael, this uh, season is a real opportunity for Zebra to, to kick on. They had, a, they, had a, they had a good season last year and uh, you're ready to go. Yes, uh, you know we had a, we had a good season last year. You're right. Um, for us, the the key ingredient was that we identified a style that we that we can that we would like to play, and we think that we can be competitive with that style. And um, I think the players um, bought into it, uh, are getting more comfortable with it, and. Uh, uh, so we're looking forward to seeing where that will take us next year and the year after. And you're coming to Galway very early, which is, from our perspective, is this is the second game of the season. You double last year, home and away. So that's uh, that's another target for you. I think I think that was a, that was a good performance that night in Galway. It was. I mean, we we played well. I mean, I think both matches against Connacht last year, either side could have won the games. They were they were very close. Um, couple of missed kicks in the first match uh, in Parma 
cast Connacht uh, and I think um, you know a couple of good tries by us uh, in the sports ground uh, gave us the advantage in, in that in that match so I mean it's a target for us but I'm quite sure it's a target for Connacht as well so um, I from from Tommy and from my point of view from Zebra's point of view it's important that um, we're competitive in the matches uh, it's important that we like I say we stick to our style of playing uh, how we want to play and um, we'll see where that takes us our first match is the Kings our second match is Connacht so we'll see but you said they were two tight matches but when you come out on the right the right side of those two results that does that help build into the where you're going? Does that help your process that you've actually you've you've won that type of game? Yeah, I, I think Tommy it was our first victory away uh, in no in in, uh, in Ireland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. last year against Connacht, so it was our first. It was our, so we had a couple of uh, historical uh, points last year where that was won, and we won three matches in a row, which is the first time for Zebra to do that. Zebra Rugby Club, so. You know, these are things that are important when you're at the stage of development that that, that uh, Zebra is at, that we are at. So, um, uh, so again, you know, we go back to Connacht and, as you said, in two competitive matches from now. So, it'll be a serious target uh, for for Connacht. I'm sure Zebra will be, and and vice versa. So, but the main thing for us is that is that we have confidence and that that we are competitive. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Uh, we have one more podcast that we're going to have before the season starts. Next week, we will be doing our final preview and getting ready for the first Pro 14 match of the season on Saturday, the 1st of September. Glasgow coming to the sports ground, third year in a row. It's the month of champions as Connacht are making out in their, their sales. Want to get as many people there cheering on this team and give them as much support as they can. We leave it there. Thanks, William. Good night, Alan.